Welcome to the ITSB Magazine Podcast Network. You're listening to a new episode of Secure Your Strategy Podcast, where your host, Chloe Mestagi, provides strategies to leaders and managers on how to repair critical issues in security and tech. We're glad you've tuned in. It's time to secure your strategy and your stakeholder approval. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. My name is Chloe Misagi, and you're with me today for the ITSP Magazine podcast, the Secure Your Strategy. And with me today, I have Don. Don, you want to give a little intro to the people out there? Hi. Well, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, honored as always. Uh, seen you several times, and it's always good to see you once again. Uh, love our conversations, and so I'm honored that you uh, again asked me to be on. Hey, um, I remember back in the day with Ethical Hacker. I was I was at Bug Crowd and we would like get on these calls and then we, I did a couple of your own podcast episodes. I think we talked about hacker rights and and the bug bounty world. We we did fun. that one. We did one together with Jason Haddix. We um, we did a panel discussion at B sides. Yes. Uh, San Fran- uh, B sides Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that was 2019. Yep. Um, it's it, it's been a. a a, a wonderful time uh, knowing you and getting to know you. But for those who don't know me, um, hi, everybody, I'm Don. Uh, most people know me on Twitter as at Ethical Hacker. And that basically, as you mentioned, came from I created an online magazine, oh, well over 15, almost 20 years ago, called the Ethical Hacker Network. Um, for those who aren't familiar with it, it was an online magazine and community dealing with all the stuff we deal with all the time in the CyberSec and hacking community. So it had everything from uh, tutorials, book reviews, course reviews. We did webinars. We did all kinds of stuff. It was very cool. Um, I eventually sold it to eLearn Security, which uh, a lot of you know me from there as well, because I ended up being kind of the, uh, the the voice in the face of eLearn Security, being their director of community. And that's kind of where Chloe and I started getting to know each other. Um, one thing led to another, and and here I am. Uh, I, I I know it's pretty commonplace to say what your title is and who you work for, um, but that might be why we're talking a little bit today, yeah. because I don't have that affiliation. Yeah, I'm so... on sabbatical, and I'm loving it, probably too much, <laughs> but I'll leave it at that, and I'll let you uh, take the reins. Yeah, so today we're going to kind of chat about sabbaticals, things that we learn when doing sabbaticals, and and why they're necessary. Um, I'll just start in a sense, like, I think they're incredibly necessary. I think when we are burned out, a lot of people think that, oh, if you're burned out, just take some time, you know, take a vacation and everything. You're going to feel great when you get back, but everything is going to hit you again. The real cure for burnout is a life change. And sometimes if you do have the privilege to do ever to take some time off, a sabbatical is perfect for that. And that's usually a good time to start exploring other passions or learning about other passions because you may have lost that sense of having a passion when you're burned out because you might mimic symptoms like depression and anxiety. So Don, tell us a little bit about like, what was the decision behind it of why you went and did your sabbatical? Um, well, it, it, it kind of crept up on me because I didn't know I was going to go on a sabbatical. Um, it was just something that uh, I decided to take a little time for myself um, because of my family. Um, so 
in in essence, I don't know how far back we want to go, but let's just say that I was uh, I, I I found myself, as I say, now being a consultant. I don't like to say unemployed because, as everybody knows, if you're in IT or you're doing, uh, you reach a particular point in your career, you're never really unemployed. <laughs> you're either doing independent research or you're a consultant yeah. or you're an independent contractor or something like that. Um, but I had decided that I wanted to start up my own company. And so I kind of did that. I had a company that I had created in order to start things like the Ethical Hacker Network and another project that I did way back in the day called ChicagoCon. Um, and I also created another online magazine that was in the planning stages but never went live called DIY Steam. But we can get into that later. Um, so what I did... Uh, about a year and a half ago is I basically reinstated that company and I was ready to go. I had some clients uh, set up. I had my bank account. I had a cage code. I had some partnerships that I was all ready to go. And as they say, life kind of hits you. And so what I ended up doing was taking a little time saying, look, this hasn't engulfed all of my time. So let me dedicate some of my time to my family. Um, so I was kind of juggling those things and, uh, a couple of things that I bring up is that my, my son at the time was about to go into the Marines, um, proud dad, you can see up here, <laughs> I, I, I sported proudly. Um, but he, he was always a go-getter. Um, he was difficult growing up and, uh, <laughs> we kind of laugh about it now, but, um, he, he knew that he wanted to go into the Marines. And so what ended up happening was we coordinated with his school in order for him to take some summer courses and some additional credits um, online in order for him to graduate early in December so he could go into boot camp in January of his senior year. Well, knowing that there wasn't a lot he could do with his GPA, he was going into the military, he kind of knew that, you know what, life is about to change. So maybe I need to sow my wild oats for a little while. And boy, did he ever. <laughs> Let's just say, I won't get into the details. Um, his military career almost ended before it began. Okay. Um, right around the same time, and this is something that um, I'm sure a lot of people can understand, my daughter was going through some uh, difficult times as well. So this was um, after the start of the pandemic, but she was someone who went through eighth grade during or she was in eighth grade during uh march of 2020 which is when everything shut down well being in eighth grade she never got to hang out with her friends that last time she never got an eighth grade graduation she didn't get that last summer with her old friends and then trying to make new friends never really got that transition into high school because all of the classes were remote so unfortunately the only way that she could really communicate with the world her friends with school was through social media. Well, if we're using smartphones and social media and that's our only view on the world and your personal close relationships, it's, it's kind of not hard to figure out where that went. So she had some issues that we had to deal with exactly at that time and it was all hitting me. So I just said, you know what? Let me put this on hold. Let me take care of my family. And because I had done that, I was actually successful. My daughter's doing incredibly well now. Um, in fact, she's making straight A's. Believe it or not, we got my son on the bus to boot camp, and he's doing incredibly well. In fact, I just got a letter when I came back from uh, Hack Space Camp. Uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, Hack Space Con 
just a, a few weeks ago that he got a promotion. So it was very nice. Um, sometimes the Marines can be a little old school with that, where they, um, they'll they send you a personal letter. So I got a physical letter in the oh. mail from his commanding officer, not only saying that he got a promotion, but how this is not the norm. Not everybody gets a promotion. So ev everything turned out incredibly well. But now it's January, and I'm finding that, you know what, all of this is done. And I found that I had dedicated so much time and energy to everybody else, but I had never really done that for me. And it really hit me when uh, people like you and others and some uh, other friends and family members said, but Don, how, how are you? And I was like, I, I don't really know. And so I thought about it. And you know what? You, you kind of come to that realization that maybe I'm not okay. Maybe everything isn't great. You know, those things that we tell everybody when they say, oh, how are you? Oh, it's great. Everything's fine. It's more of like, please don't ask me because then I'll bear my soul and it's going to be uncomfortable for both of us. <laughs> exactly. And be wary if you're going to ask that question, ask it once. Because yeah. if you ask it twice, then here it comes. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth instead of the, you know, the, the bullshit that we tell everybody. So I just decided, you know what? Um, I really hadn't launched my business yet. And I took care of everything that I wanted to take care of. And I was lucky enough to have a, a safety net to last for a while. Um, so let's do this thing. So I did something that was very strange for me, which is I gave permission to myself to be a little selfish. And so that's what I did. I mean, it's not, I think the, a lot of times that if you are someone who is a people pleaser or someone who's giving all the time, it's one of those situations where you think it's a selfish act, but it's not. If anything, it's it's a necessity for you to be able to continue to be a giver or for you to be connected with yourself. Because sometimes when we give so much of ourselves, we end up losing ourselves. I always think of that book. Uh, oh my God, The Giving Tree or the it's called The yep. Giving Tree, right? Yep. And how like this boy just kept going to him and taking everything and it lost like everything if you think about it except for a stop but still wanted to people please and I always think about that story because you can look at it in so many different perspectives which is like there is. you, you need can look a, at it that way yeah. you can look at it from a religious perspective yeah. I mean a common phrase is you know uh God gives uh God helps those who help themselves yeah you know so whether you're religious or not or you're philosophical or however you want to put it it, it, this is an idea that is, it, it's been around for millennia. So this is nothing new. And so uh, uh, the epiphany for me isn't that, okay, maybe I should take care of myself, but it was giving myself permission to not only uh, be a little selfish, but also take this time to dive in and figure out who I am, what I want, um, answer all those questions that kind of flip. Because when you're thinking of everybody else, those questions are different. When you start thinking about yourself, now you start asking questions like, well, what do I want? What makes what, me happy, right? What makes me happy? Yeah. What makes me not happy? What mm -hmm. are the things that I don't like? What are the things that cause me drama? You know, and, you know, so it, th those are things that I decided to explore. But I think the way that I went about it is very much the way a hacker might do it. So as we know, you know, a hacker isn't just somebody who breaks into things. You know, the hacker mindset is more, 
let me tear apart something and figure out what it does. It can be a tinkerer, or let me see if I can make it do something that it wasn't originally meant loopholes. to do. We like it, loopholes. We like to find absolutely. the loopholes. Any way to shortcut anything, we are down for <laughs> Yep. Not only that, but um, I'm also an efficiency expert. So, you know, things that I always, always recommend is try and do double or triple duty. So, mm -hmm. you know, as an example, if, if you're, if you're working out, listen to an audiobook or a course online, or there's always something that you can kind of do double duty. And then even that, just like, you know, pushing your muscles when you're working out and adding the weight. Well, another thing that you can do um, is, increase the speed at which you're listening to something. So start off at one time, then do one and a half time and see if you can get up to two times speed. And eventually, just like any muscle, your brain will be trained in order to understand better. So it may seem totally ridiculous when you start. And it also depends on whom you're listening to. They may talk a little fast, but um, yeah, so those are the, some of the things that I recommend. But the other thing is, is that I always kind of gravitated towards science. So I was always a math uh, and physics and astronomy buff. And so not only were those the topics that I said, you know what, I have all these books on my shelf and now I finally have the time to read them. But then I started to figure out that not only do I think in a hacker way, I think almost like a scientist or an engineer where it's like, all right, let's poke and prod at this thing. Let's get some data to, and uh, see how it reacts. And then we make decisions based on that. How did it react? What did it do? What did it not do? We came up with a hypothesis. Did it do what I thought it was was going to do? If it didn't, what did it do? Now, how can I change the test and now go re, you know, iterate on that process and then poke and prod again? But this time what I did was I made the object of my scientific research me. So that, that was kind of interesting. Hmm. So... What were some of the passions that you gravitated when you started doing your sabbatical, but for you, not for others, but for you? Ah, well, for me, um, so as I mentioned, I, I'm, I'm kind of a science buff. So I went and uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a dad. And so when uh, when my kids were going through through school and you know they, they were going through math, I had to basically go on Khan Academy as well and do a bunch of their classes, not because I needed to know how to add one plus two, but because sometimes the way they teach math these days is very different. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be able to be their backup plan. So if they had any questions as kids do, they're like, well, I don't know how to do this. Dad, can you help me with my homework? Well, sure I can, because I just went and did it too. Um, so I found that I not only had a Khan Academy account, but I had been through all of kindergarten through eighth grade. And at this point, I was like, you know what? I'm studying some things now, reading uh, physics, uh, let's just say non nonfiction, popular kind of science books, but also some textbooks. Um, I'm, I'm seeing some things that I don't quite understand or even remember mm -hmm. when I was studying it. Um, and it's always funny how you look at things differently when it's something that you want to do. And so I went back to Khan Academy, but this time, instead of studying for my kids or helping them, I was doing it for me. And I went back and redid all of high school and college math. So I started off with geometry and did algebra one and two and 
uh, I did trig and pre-calc and calculus. I, I did it all. I kid you not. I have like over two and a half million points on Khan Academy. Um, but I, I did that. Um, I, I read a ton. Um, as, as you probably know from being uh, a content creator, we're constantly writing. But again, we're writing for other purposes. We're writing yeah. for our companies. We're writing for... Uh, we're not writing for, for things industry. that we enjoy usually it's more of like oh god i'm dreading to write this thing but i gotta get it done yeah so i i took i i love writing and so i i did some writing i love science fiction so i was like all right well what kind of science fiction writer would i be um and so i started reading all kinds of books um not only on not only science fiction books but also how to write books i also um, took some creative writing courses. I took one from uh, Neil Gaiman. He did one and, and it was amazing. There were others that I did, like uh, Sanderson did a creative writing course with him. Just all these things that I totally love to do, but it was funny. I didn't do any hacking. I had all this time and I probably had all these, you know, rooms on Try Hack Me or boxes on Hack the Box and all these other places. I finally had the time to sit down and go do it, but I kept finding myself gravitating towards these things and also getting back to like the maker movement. Yeah. I used I to do projects this. with my kids, <laughs> you know, one, one that I, I often bring up as an example that kind of got my son thinking this way, but I had a blast doing it too is that we actually created a working flight yoke for a flight simulator game on a PC. And he made it out of a cardboard box and pieces of wood. And he was like, you know, how cool would it be if this actually worked for my video game? And I said, well, let's do it. There's actually a way to do that. And so we put two potentiometers on each side so it could do the different movements of the yoke. And then we connected those to an Arduino and then we connected that, did the coding on it, plugged it into the PC, and sure enough, it worked. And just like I have all these books and all these, you know, hacker projects that I wanted to do, I had a ton of maker projects still left that I wanted to play with. And so I found myself going back and playing with Arduinos and Raspberry Pis and, uh, <laughs> you know, maker electronics and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really started diving more into, you know, the, the hard sciences, not only in a practical way, but also with the science fiction, a more creative way. So still so, in the I don't know. STEM. I just found that that was something so that really gravitated to me. Yeah. So still so, stuff in STEM, with some, but including some creative writing and everything. I think for, for me, what I did was that, I don't know if you felt this way too, which is that right before doing the sabbatical, I felt like I was very trapped, like stuck in a box. Like I was in this infosec box that I couldn't get out of. And I was like, I'm never going to have anything outside of it. And I felt disconnected from the world. Like I felt like all I knew was infosec and I didn't know anything else that was going on. And it, it, that's the thing that I made me realize I need to, I need to cut a break here for a bit. So like what I did was scoff social media for some time. I started getting into gardening. Um, oh, I, I started getting into painting. I got into learning. I want to continue studies like you did as well. So I wanted to learn everything I could about gender. Um, I also studied uh, a lot about climate change and sustainability and like um, 
ESG, so stuff that betters <laughs> the turn, world. led to a talk at an InfoSec yeah. conference. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's funny because like the things that you start realizing when you take a break from InfoSec is that because I realized that I was in such in that InfoSec box was that when I started going outside that box, I started realizing, oh, there's some connections here that we're ignoring. And the only way that I got to think that way was taking a sabbatical, taking a time off from the industry and recognizing that there's all these other players that will somehow impact us and are impacting us at this time. So you probably felt that way too when you were starting to study like, you know, about space and, you know, and science that there's some things that, you know, there should be some connectors here now. There's some bridges here. There are. And funny that you bring that up because now that, you know, I'm I'm kind of ready to come out of it. You know, I've done a little side projects, you know, to make some money here and there. Um, but something else that I decided was um, I can do side projects, but I don't want to go full bore into, and who knows, I may change my mind. That's the beautiful thing about life yeah. and about sabbaticals. But I just found that in order to, um, have the time to continue to do those side things that bring me fulfillment and enjoyment. I don't necessarily want to be an entrepreneur anymore because that takes up a ton of time, as you know. Uh, it's like um, that iceberg image every time. Everyone sees the only top, but the bottom is just pure like anxiety. <laughs> well, it's just like it's also like giving a talk. So you know, you have to do you know weeks, if not months, of research be before you give a forty-five minute talk. You know, and, and people think, oh, well, look how easy that was, you know, but running a business is the same way. And so I realized that, okay, again, I might change my mind, but it, if I really want to have time to do these side things, I can't do that. So maybe I either limit that or if I go work for somebody, you know, it, I'm, I'm trying to take that practical data when I experimented on myself and say, all right, if I'm going to go back to work, because you know, I'm, I'm not 59 and a half yet. So I'm still going to have penalties if I reach into retirement accounts and that kind of stuff. And I, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, steal any of my equity away from some of my investment properties and what have you, you know, I God bless. I've, I've been lucky in that respect. Um, so, you know, the, the, the money that I had to play will not last forever, but it's funny how your networks run because so many people, when we were sharing this story offline with friends and colleagues, every single one of them, I kid you not, almost every conversation with anybody even remotely connected to cybersecurity said, hey, you know what? When you're done with the sabbatical thing, call me. I'll hire you immediately. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to explore other areas. And I don't know, maybe I've been away too long and, and maybe I might be shooting myself in the foot, but I know 20 years from now, if I don't say, you know what, Don, you at least tried. Even if I try and fail, that's okay, as long as I know that I tried. So I'm reaching out and trying to make that bridge from things that I've done in my past in cybersecurity, and how do I apply that to something like applying for jobs at NASA? Or at, uh, I live in the Chicago area, so you know, Fermilab is very close. Um, so is Argonne National Laboratory. So these are things where I can kind of use not only some of those cybersecurity skills, but even if I want to get away from that, as you know, doing the marketing and stuff that we've done for our respective companies and for ourselves, um, 
you know, we, we've gotten pretty good at communications, at being managers at any project, no matter what it is. These are all skills that are transferable. However, I think my timing was bad. And it's funny how timing can be sometimes because it can make all the difference in the world depending on when you try and do something. So it just so happens that now because of the economy, there's a lot of layoffs. Yeah. And so I don't know anyone. I don't have that the, that many connections in you know the new space race industry. So I, I can't just reach out to LinkedIn and say, oh, I'm sure I know somebody at that company. Let me just send them a note. Um, and so it's hard. And so you end up being in that same pool. Um, so here's an example. One job that I applied for that it is still live and available, um, but it's at NASA. I kid you not, it has over 800 applications. So even though I may be a perfect fit for that job, and I may have done exactly what they have in their job description for very large organizations, they don't know me from Adam, and I'm in a mix of 800 other applications. And let's be honest, no human is gonna look through every single one of those. And I don't know what their automated program is specifically looking for. So, you know, it's it it's difficult out there when you're trying to switch. Oh, yeah. So no, I totally so get hard. it when people are coming from other areas and trying to get into InfoSec. And it's hard, like we have a really, we have a serious gatekeeping problem in this industry. So it's like, oh God, yeah. I think that's kind of like how it is in STEM, just in, general we're very gatekeeping i guess which is unfair and unfortunate because there's so many people that deserve to be in the space oh I, here's a perfect example i get automated email alerts of openings at nasa but they have different categories mm -hmm. and they have to be open to the public so there are certain jobs that you can only get if you're already working at nasa or for the federal government and so more than half the jobs don't even apply, even though, again, I may be yep. a perfect fit. Yeah, so, it's annoying. Also, sometimes they already have a person in mind, but they will put that out anyway for legal reasons. And so you go through the whole interview process and you're in the final stage and then you find out, oh, they're just having the person they already thought was going to take the position in the first place and you just wasted a lot of your time they probably made you do some homework assignments and all this good stuff exactly. and you're just like are you kidding me i spent 110 hours on this application and now i'm getting nowhere oh it's yep. so frustrating oh and here's the other you know crazy thing i mean and you and i know this from working in larger companies but sometimes there's believe it or not a pr aspect to it mm -hmm. because if Always. you have zero job applications or if you have no listings on your career careers page on your website it looks like you're not doing well it looks like yep. you're not growing and so we're going to put a bunch of things up there and and maybe we decided not to hire for that position at all we're going to eliminate that position but we keep the listing up so these applications still come in, but there's nobody looking at them. Yep. So those, those are weird things. It's unfortunate. And and yeah, definitely on that front. Hey, but at least during this time of unknown, that's when you get to find yourself more. I always find like when you're in the unknown spaces or unknown anything, you you seem to have a better idea of who you are. It's always peculiar that that's how it works. It's like, when you're in those situations, you're like, oh, I know who I am. I don't need it. Like, this is silly. 
yeah i've always absolutely. known who i am and but then like if you're not in those situations you're like who am i i don't know i don't remember and there's there's a lot of little subtle things on how to not only prepare for a sabbatical but some of the other hints tips and tricks um as well as prepping beforehand like finances and you know different ways of looking at things taking care of mind body spirit um and each you know recommendations for each one of those that i actually gave at my talk called me time it's okay to take a break from it all that i gave at hack SpaceCon. now they did record it or at least they told me they did i don't know when it's going to be available so it, it's not but i don't want to rehash all that here because i know this is a, a shorter podcast um, but when that's available, I'd be more than happy to share that with you. You can share it with your audience. It'll be on social media as we happen to often do. Um, but I highly recommend that. And who knows, maybe I'll get to do it at DEF CON because I submitted it to DEF CON. Hey, fingers but crossed. It's a, it's a, it's a non-technical talk and we know DEF CON. Yeah, um, that's true. So, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm not holding my breath, but um, so many people in the industry, both publicly and privately, um, who have either seen the talk or heard me do podcasts or talk to me privately said, you know what, the industry, whether they're technical or not, they need to hear this. And Don, you've been in the industry, both in management and the technical side and everywhere in between. You've been a worker, a founder, a manager, uh, all these different things. You're the right person to say it. So I don't know if I am, but people said it. So I decided to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and, and hopefully I can help somebody. Yeah. I mean, that's how we, I think a lot of times the reason that we give talks is because we found out information that was helpful for us and we just want to pass it forward to others. Yeah. And I don't pretend to know everything. Yep. I, I don't even know the answers for anybody else, much less myself. So I'm still trying to figure it out. That's this thing we called life. Um, but I do have at least, you know, again, if we're going back to, you know, uh, science ideas of uh, quantum mechanics and, and probabilities, you know, it, 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 there's there's a chance based on the, the laws of physics and quantum mechanics that I could walk through that wall, but the probability is so low that it's really <laughs> never going to happen. You know, so, you know, who knows? I, I know the probabilities of what makes me feel good, what what makes me feel bad. And, and in the end, you know what, it, it's okay to feel good. Give yourself permission to do that because nobody else is going to do it for you. You really have to go do it yourself. And the more that you do it yourself, the more that you will find that you attract those people that can add to that. And so it's not that people will never give you positivity or charge your batteries. But again, going back to that idea, you have to do it first, and then you become like a magnet. In fact, we all are magnets. We're, we're made of this stuff. And it, it's a great analogy as well, because if I keep focusing on the negative, I'm going to repel people. Yeah. Now, I didn't necessarily change who I was, but if I turn myself around, now I will attract people. And I will attract people that tend to do the things that I like to do or tend to have the same mindset, uh, you know, the, the same mantra that, you know what, I don't do drama, you know, that kind of stuff. You, you tend to attract those people and then it becomes reinforcing. But unfortunately, it works that way on the other side. You know, if you're stuck on alcohol or drugs or you're constantly down on yourself or you see the world in a negative way, 
you're going to, you know, confirmation bias. We we're humans. We all do it. We're going to gravitate not only towards that, but we're going to attract those people who reinforce what we're thinking. And if we're thinking negative things, well, guess what's around us now? More negativity. So if we flip the script, um, it, it, it really does make a difference in your life. And I know this all sounds like self-help stuff, but in the end, you don't know what that is until you poke and prod and make yourself the object of your experimentations in order to figure out how do I make myself happy? What are my goals? Because another one of my goals is honestly, after having teenagers <laughs> and my mom lives with me as well, we, we built her uh, an apartment in the lower level. She doesn't like us to call it the basement. Um, you know, but there, there's a lot of responsibilities and eventually you get to a point where it's like, you know what, I don't want those people out of my life, but I need to find a safe zone for myself. How do I find that peace and calm? And I figured that out. And now if anybody bothers that, you know what, look out because I'm going to fight just as hard to keep my own sanity as yeah. I did to help all those other people with their successes. Yeah, well, I think that is a wise information to pass forward and we'll end it here. So Don, thank you so much for being on here today. We'll have to give you back on. Maybe we'll do some sort of panel. We'll get Phil in the room too. Oh, no, that would be great. And as, as a teaser for next time, remind me to tell you the bag of shit analogy. Okay. You, and I'll you leave got you with it. That. All right. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you on the next one. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Secure Your Strategy Podcast with Chloe Mastagi, part of the ITSB Magazine Podcast Network. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share this channel and itsbmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.